Cubed Adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonsack, and welcome to episode 88 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, January 28th, 2021. I got a great show for you this week. Lisa Mahoney and I are back doing another Roller Prompt Writing Journal show where we roll dice and we come up with writing prompts. And we are joined by newbie A.E. McKenna, also known as Amy. She's been on the show before. She and Lisa both write amazing stories this week. I had a great time listening to them. I know you will too. Let's get right to it and I'll see you after. I want to welcome everybody to our latest writing prompt show. I am joined by Lisa Mahoney, the co-author, my co-author of the Roller Prompt Writing Journal series that we came up with. And there, yeah, if you're on video, she is holding up one of the books and we have six editions, six genres. There is um, mystery, uh, romance, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and genre mashup. So what we do, and we are joined by Amy McKenna, who has been on the show before. Welcome, Amy. Thanks. And she's been on the show before. She writes about genies. You have to get her books. I will put a link in the show notes. Very good. Genies, magic, all that great stuff. And what we're going to do today is what we always do. We roll a dice. Our guest gets to roll the dice. And then Lisa, the first one will be um, to determine which genre we'll be working in. Then Lisa will turn to a random page and then tell us how many dice we need to roll. Amy will do that again. And we will build a prompt that we will all use. We'll write for 20 minutes and you don't have to watch us write. Uh, I will cut all that out and then we'll come back and we'll magically be back and we'll read to you what we came up with. We start with 20 minutes, but I usually end up needing about 10 minutes more. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a good starting point. So Amy, why don't you go ahead and roll the dice and we will find out what genre we will be writing in. Five. Five. Okay. That is, that hang on. I think it's fantasy. Yeah, that's fantasy. With our really pretty dragon yeah. on the front. Yeah. Okay. We're going to be rolling three different times. The first time is for a character. If you please, Amy. Two. An enchanted wolf. Mm. Okay. Okay, next number. One. This is for an object. And we have a wool blanket. Third one is for just a word. Three. Hypnotic. Hypnotic. Okay. So our prompt is in the fantasy genre. It, we're having enchanted wolf, a wool blanket, and the word hypnotic. And uh, just because we are in the fantasy genre doesn't really mean you have to write fantasy. The great thing about writing prompts is it, it gets you thinking and gets you uh, just writing. And uh, if you, I've done, I'm sure Lisa has too, we've done prompts where one or nothing <laughs> that was on the prompt ended up in the actual story. The whole purpose is to get you writing. So, uh, but we try to keep them in. <laughs> try. 
So um, what we'll do is we will, I will set the timer for 20 minutes and I will check in with everybody and see if we need more time. And if we do, we will keep writing. And um, yeah, uh, if you're on video, Amy is, her expression is what I'm thinking. <laughs> what the hell am I gonna write? <laughs> I'm excited you to come too, back. You, were, you, you at least have some some dabblings in this, right? With uh, the genies and, you know, yours with, the, you've done that, some troll stories. You know, I, I, I'm I'm much more the body bag person up in the top. The other one we talked about earlier. <laughs> well, I, I was doing the stuff with a body bag. I might put my enchanted wolf in a body bag. That's a good idea. <laughs> Okay, well, I look forward to hearing them. Hey guys, that's 20 minutes. Uh, I need a little more time because I'm almost at my ending. How you doing? Oh, wait a minute, you guys are muted. You're muted. Uh, yeah, I can use more time. I don't know if I'll wrap it up, but I'll, I'll call it when you call it. Let's do another 10 minutes. Does that work? Yeah. I think I'll be able to finish mine up in 10. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, I just, mine's wrapped up. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not logically, but it's done. I don't like my last line, but I got to end it. So, okay. I'm not okay. sure I used my time wisely. What's that, Amy? I don't know if I used my time wisely. <laughs> <laughs> You're All right. Yeah. Who would like to read first? <laughs> None of us. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not thrilled with it, but I don't care. I'll go. You want me to go? Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we had, um, well, you guys know what the. Yeah, yeah. Enchanted Wolf, Wool Blasket, and Blasket. Wool Blanket and Hypnotic. Okay. And it just dawned on me. I don't think I got the Wool Blanket in there, but I did get the other two. Kind of. <laughs> uh, all right. The signal lights blinked, black to yellow to black to yellow. Rebecca Lynn, or Beckel to her friends, sat in her beat up Jeep. No radio, just the ticking low hum of the engine. The sound and rhythmic winking of the overhead traffic bulb created a hypnotic quality. And she would have stayed there at the intersection for a lot longer had the old Ford Mustang not revved up behind her and barked out a commanding honk. Beckel snapped back to reality and eased forward, turning to the left as a last minute thought popped into her head. She would not let him get away with this. It wasn't quite that she still loved him. She didn't. She hadn't in years. The morning of the death of her marriage began the night the thugs came knocking. It lasted through her compassionate finagling and begging and conjoling to make his debts right. And it ended tonight. This was the last straw. Philip, in his ever misguided confidence, had gone too far with his new scheme. Something in the Caribbean, something about yacht share. Beckel didn't understand it and didn't want to. Her staying in the house, the marriage, was logistical only and agreed upon by them and the kids. Lucy and Hank were old enough to know things weren't right, young enough to be affected by a split then ultimately, they decided, old enough to be asked what could help them get through this transition. 
Hank said, this blows, no way am I sleeping, sleeping bagging it, spending weekends in some weird apartment. That's why we're asking you guys. Lucy sniffled a little and shrugged. She reached up and curled her hair around her first two fingers. Hank grabbed the throw pillow and punched it into his lap, his football physique dwarfing the couch. Why can't we just stay here, all of us? Beckel reached for his forearm, and while he didn't exactly flinch, he wasn't open to the idea of his mother's tender touch. Tender touch. Philip sat there, smug. The wolf who had preyed upon her compassion, her hard work, her generosity. He looked at Beckel directly, daring her to deny her children their impassioned pleas. Lucy chimed in. Yeah, we'll be going to college in two years. Can't you just be nice to each other for a little longer? Beckel's heart sank. College, without the twins and no husband, what would she do? So they agreed. The wolf, enchanted as ever, had finessed his way out of any immediate and detrimental change to his lifestyle. Until tonight. That spell had been broken. The messages on her phone and email that she assumed were just bothersome financial planners eager to sign on new clients who had a few dollars in the bank when ignored. When she answered accidentally, her clumsy thumb hitting the green button, not the red, she stumbled and wormed her answers into the phone with hard edges, clearly sending the message that she was not interested in whatever he was selling. She hadn't even caught his name but just when she was considering pulling the old oops drop service routine, he, Steve or Steny or Stu, said the words that hit Beckel in the gut. There's been some unusual activity and we wanted to confirm with both account holders that the closing of your college account is authorized. Beckel had little time to be hurt. Anger seared through her Despite her saving some of it, that beast had depleted a good chunk. She could almost see the drool dripping from his pointed fangs. She had two years to figure something out, get back some of the money to give her kids the education she, they had promised. Everything she did was for them. No options came to her, but that was secondary now. The gas cans in the back of her Jeep were the only item on her to-do list for tonight. I love that. Oh, okay, listeners. She didn't use a wolf. She used a man as the wolf. So see, she took that word and she made it something completely her own. And that's one of the things you do with writing prompts. Yeah. And I was too literal. Oh, well. Well, that yeah, was... but you, I, I try, I try, I try to stretch myself into these other genres and it feels like a cartoon to me. Like when I write it, it feels like it is so cartoonish and animated and, you know, so I, I just don't ever feel that it's, it's quite up to par when I try to stretch myself into those fantasy realms, but someday, someday I'll try. Well, I, I loved it. I love, I, I was, I wanted to make notes of the things that I loved. There were just so many, uh, when she's sitting at the, at the light, whatever the lines were at, when the Jeep, when the Mustang behind her honked, 
that was just beautiful. Uh, so visual. And I mean, I could totally see everything that you were writing. Wow. I think that's the, my favorite thing that you've ever written in one Aww. of the prompts. That Thank was amazing. You. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, I really yeah. liked the beginning of it. I could hear the indicator blinking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was just, and I got chills at the end when you talked about the gas cans being in her car. It's like, Oh, that's great. That was great. Oh, thank you. That okay, next. I want to listen now. Okay. Uh, you want to go or do you want me to go, Amy? I can go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to follow Lisa. <laughs> Alrighty. <clears throat> Why don't you rest by the fire? She asked, a small smirk toying with her lips. She flicked her wrist at the hearth and the logs burst into flames. Take your weary mind off the day's battle, Connor. The warrior dragged his feet, blood and sweat wafting off him as he passed the sorceress by. The wind howled at the windows, blowing the closures apart. Shredded clouds flitted across the twin moons and stars glittered against the black canvas. Thank you, lady. I fear I lost my squad, but the night's too cold to take shelter outside alone. He dropped his rock's head on the floor and held his battle-scarred hands out to the fire. Your magic is warm. My magic is not fake. Tea? Meat? Uh, no, I have rations. The sorceress clasped her long bony hands together and fiddled with her poison ring. It's no bother. I shouldn't take your food. The sorceress pursed her lips. I understand. Superstitions are hard to ignore, even if one is as learned as you, Connor. He muttered under his breath and squatted before the hearth, rubbing his hands up and down his arms. Here, at least let me give you warmth. It wouldn't do to not offer you all the comforts of my home. She strode to the far end of her one-room cabin and retrieved a wool blanket from her chest. Shaking it out, she draped it across his shoulders. It's heavy, he gasped, though he didn't, couldn't shrug it off. And warm, she murmured. Connor dragged his rucksack closer to him and rummaged through it. The sorceress narrowed her eyes and began flicking her fingers in a puzzling gesture while her arms and elbows swayed to a different rhythm. The blanket draped across Connor's shoulders, lengthened and stretched, the corners sliding down his sides and across his head. The wool blanket transformed into a wolf's pelt. His back arched, a guttural howl scraped from his throat as his face lengthened into a muzzle, his jaw dislocating and teeth sharpening into canines. His arms and legs contorted into paws, his bones breaking and reforming once more. The armor that he was wearing tumbled off him. In a span of seconds, the man was consumed by the lupin spirit and before the sorceress stood a six foot wolf, purple lighting its eyes from within. She tilted her head, studying her creation. Now you have a purpose instead of an ill-guided mission, Wolf, the sorceress said. Create your pack and protect my woods. She strode to the door and out into the frigid evening, her wolf at her side. Through the woods they walked, not caring if they were heard as she followed the breeze that whispered where her foes had camped down for the night. Soldiers ringed a bonfire as they recovered from their day of raising the houses of her sisters. Their blood wet on their armor and melted the snow, igniting a hotter fury in her belly. Turn them all, she growled. Her enchanted wolf attacked, his jaws biting and tearing. Those who didn't succumb to their wounds, wounds changed into wolves and turned on their friends. Soon she had more wolves than corpses at her feet and the night had only just begun. 
The screeching wind insisted more soldiers sullied her land, and the sorceress gripped Connor's back fur and pulled herself astride his back. He could feel the presence through her, and he looked through the woods, his pack following close behind. No man can tame these wild woods, not from the beasts, not from the elements, and not from her. She threw her head back and laughed. Victory always tasted this, a dark shape erupted from the darkness and crashed into her, knocking her onto her cold snow. The wolves continued running. The sorceress rolled onto her back, her head aching and dazed. A large bear reared onto its hind legs and claws slashed over her face, her neck, her torso. As her blood leaked out, her spirit rushing through the world's channel, the bear shrank by feet, then inches, its pelt shedding into mange, then ochre-colored skin, and a wild mane fell across broad shoulders covered in a wool blanket. A man stared down at her, her own blood dripping from his fingers. The howls in the distance cut off, replaced by angry cries of man. Your sorcery is at an end, witch. We're free of your evil now. But end. Wow. That was great. Oh my, it was so visual. Thanks. It the whole was. transformation into into the wolf. Yes. The bones and the the elongation of the face. And um, one of my favorite descriptions though was I think it was after he had turned and you spoke of the purple within his eyes or from behind his eyes or that was amazing yeah wow <laughs> really that was really really good that really was I, I'm very cinematic yes I can totally see it all happening yes and I love that you know she, and I'm thinking okay she's going to be that she's going to have all these wolves and she's going to go out and she's going to conquer the world. And then somebody that she had screwed with before caught up to her and took her down. And then all everybody else, I'm guessing that everybody else turned back into, it sounded like they were all turning back into people again. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Those were great. Okay. Mine's really short and just a terrible cliche. Oh, I hate to read it. Okay. I don't have a title. This is what, this is it. Snow had piled up outside the cabin. Edith grabbed a wool blanket off the bed, draped it around her shoulders. She wiggled her hands into gloves, tugged a cap down over her forehead, pushed her feet into mucklucks and wrenched open the front door. A gust of wind chose that moment to blow, throwing a flurry of flakes into her face. She picked up the canvas bag, turned her shoulder into the wind and stepped out. The woodpile was close, maybe five yards away. Her feet crunched in the snow as she struggled to keep herself upright. There was at least another 12 inches on the ground. Every time one of her feet sunk into the white stuff, she'd clench her toes and mentally cross her fingers that the boots, boot would still be attached to her leg when it came back up for air. Five steps, 10, seven more. She took her time. Another 10 steps did it. She let the blanket go loose around her shoulders and began to to place cut logs into the canvas bag. When she had five, she stopped to give it a test lift. It wasn't heavy or full. She could probably get another three logs in the bag, but she didn't. Better to take two trips. She draped the blanket back over her shoulders and lifted the bag. Careful to retrace her footsteps, she made it back to the cabin, dropped the logs just inside the door and made her way back to the pile. She laid the two logs inside the camp. She laid two logs inside the canvas bag and picked up another as she felt the hair on the back of her neck stand on end. She straightened up 
and knew that she was being watched. She shivered and eyed the tree line to her right. Virgin snow blanketed the ground and hung heavy on the branches. She let her gaze move across the yard to her left and felt her breath catch in her throat. The wolf was less than five feet away, its black fur dotted with fresh flakes of falling snow, its blue eyes staring into hers. Edith tried to lick her lips, but her mouth had gone dry. She tightened her grip on the log. And then the wolf raised its nose to the sky and let out a sad, mournful howl before turning and disappearing back into the trees. Nice to meet you, too, she whispered to the falling snow. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I liked it. I did too. There was, I really loved the, um, I mean, you had just such nice little turns of phrases in there. Eyeing, eyed the tree line. I mean, that was just really poetic. And um, I really liked the fur dotted with the, the snow on it, the, the dark contrast. Uh, this is good. Thanks guys. This was good. This is good practice for me to um, try to write more descriptive. I, uh, I tend to not you know, I come from a screenwriting background, so it's always, you know, houses dot the hill is about the most you do because you never know what scenery or what location is going to be used. And when there's a when there's ever a fight, it's always a fight ensued <laughs> because somebody else will figure out the fight. So, you know, I've only been writing prose for a couple of years and it, it I, I'm just slowly getting to where I can write, write it more descriptive so this is really good practice for me well yeah and I, I have to say I mean all of these prompts that we have done that has been the thing that has jumped out at me the most is is your description so I would say that you're not you know you're not just dabbling anymore I think that you're getting quite the hang of it well maybe it'll find my, it's, its way into my actual books one day yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, this was fun. Wow. Um, you guys wrote such good stories. Um, I'm, I'm sad that Amy's it ended. Do you think you'd do anything more with your story? I don't know. You know that actually I can, I, I can see that being a whole trilogy. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. I based the sorceress off of one of my evil ones from, uh, from a, a book that I put in the desk drawer to never see the light of day again. I think you need to go back to it because, you know, she creates the guy, you could have, you know, you have the guy in the beginning, she makes him into a wolf and then he's with her for a while. You know, I don't know if, if he knows what's happening. Um, if you could have his thoughts or him trying to figure out ways to escape or whatever. And then you have, you know, her adventures and, and, and then eventually, you know, you, you come back to that ending again. I, I could see, I really liked all the characters. The ending. It's almost like you, you take your beginning and your ending and th those are your, like, you know, the beginning and ending of this short you did and then you just gonna flesh out the middle because yes. that was, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I can totally see that um, you're the guy who's the bear, you know, he's like her arch nemesis or something. And so you could have, you know, him get turned into a bear in the first book. Yeah. And maybe he disappears and no one knows what happened to him. You know, you don't have to necessarily say first. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, then, um, you know, and, and then you just continue on with the story, but I could totally revisit all those characters in that situation. And, and Lisa's also, 
Now, I, I really like the character. Uh, I felt so sorry for her with this horrible husband. Do the children know what a horrible guy he is? I mean, I kept thinking that he's sitting right there. Why aren't they mad at him? Why are they mad at the mother? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I know. And well, that's the fun part about short stories. You know, you, you have a situation and you, you leave it very open-ended and then the reader picks up the book and reads it. And, and then in their own mind, so many different things. And if you read read, read that story to 10 people and ask them what happens next, you're going to get 10 different scenarios of what could happen next, Right. which, you know, it, it becomes, it's no longer yours. It becomes theirs. And the story is going to live on in those readers' minds and they're going to create the next page, you know, in, in, for her to burn down that house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah, most definitely. I hope she doesn't get caught. It was all very realistic. Everything that had happened, you know, draining the college account. What a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, this was, I, I'm really happy about these stories today, guys. These fun. were, these were fun. These were fun. Yeah. And, and I thank you both for coming on. Amy McKenna's writes uh, Genies. What is the title of your series? Um, my series title is Smoke and Magic. And the book is Bad Luck Genie. Okay. Bad Luck Genie. And I'll have a link in the show notes for that. And uh, I'll have a link to Amy's episode when she was on talking about her book. And I think you read from it, didn't you? Yes. Okay, but you can uh, skip that part even by going directly to the link, the Amazon link. I'll have the show notes and just buying the book. It's good. I recommend it. You will not be disappointed. And you just heard a great story that she wrote. So, you know, she can write. <laughs> and uh, Lisa uh, and I like uh, have our prompt books. I will have a link to those in the show notes. I think, what is it? There's uh, over 6,000 prompts just by rolling dice on each page. And then if you felt a little... Uh, feisty, you could take a prompt, one from each page to create as many as you wanted, you know, just keep scrolling pages and take one from one page and one from another and one from another instead of three from one. So really, there's an unlimited number of prompts, which probably wasn't a good idea because nobody buys no one was going to buy a second book, <laughs> a second volume. <laughs> what were we thinking? Um, uh, and th those links will be in the show notes. And they are they're fun. They're fun to do. You, you see them, you see us at work here, uh, working on the prompts and we all had a great time. And we, those three very different stories from one prompt. So thank you, you guys today and uh, for coming on and, um, I'll see you guys another day. I loved those stories and Amy, seriously, three book series. I'm waiting. Um, I'm not real happy with mine. I don't know what happened to me this week. You know, I got to thinking about snow and wanting to describe the snow and then I didn't talk about how cold it was. I didn't talk about runny noses. I mean, there's so many <laughs> breath in the air. I might've, I can't remember, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it just, this week, I think I overthought it. I really liked my story last week. I liked the first story I did when we first started doing this. Uh, I think next time I'm just, I'm just going to write. I'm not going to think about it. I spent too much time thinking about it and that can get you into trouble. I mean, look at the amazing stories that Lisa and Amy both wrote. Wow. Just, just amazing. Um, yeah. Overthinking killed me this time, but I mean, that's how it goes. 
the more you practice, though, the better you get at writing. So if you want to join us for one of these writing prompt shows, if you're an author or you just like to write, let me know. You can go down to the show notes and click on comment. It'll take you over to the YouTube channel and you can leave a comment. You can also send me an email. My email is mel, M-E-L, at melissabonsack.com. And I hope to remember to put that in the show notes too. Anyway, so that's it for this time. Uh, I will be back next time with another great show. If you uh, would like to subscribe, if you're on YouTube, just drop down somewhere underneath the picture. There's things that you can click on to subscribe. I think there's like a word that says subscribe. I need to look more carefully at that. If you are on the podcast, there's also ways to subscribe. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm real prepared this week. And of course, there's links to everything in the show notes to the Roller Prompt writing series that Lisa and I have written. There are six books. Um, uh, let's see, I can never remember the order. Uh, mystery, romance, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and a genre mashup that has a little bit of everything in it. I'll have links in the show notes to that series and a link to Amy's book in her uh, in her series about genies. Definitely have to read it. It's really good, but you've already heard how great a writer she is, so you'll want her book too. Um, that's it though. Uh, please leave a comment. Let me know what you think, and I will see you next time. In the meantime, go read a good book. Mm -hmm.